All right, y'all have been asking about my commercial real estate investing strategies, how I decide which projects we're going to invest in, what is appealing to us, what I do and don't look at. And so last week, we actually gave y'all a video diving into kind of the core adjacent neighborhood niche strategy, which I've done a couple of videos on that. Check out this video here that we released last week. Um, and then we also have done one specifically on the neighborhood niche strategy, which if we've had enough time for that other card to go away, here's that one. Uh, but this really goes further in line with that strategy. So I'm gonna show you all today how I look at projects, specifically uh, using a critical mass theory. As a commercial real estate investor or developer, if you want to achieve yield, you likely have to get a really good price on the property. But the biggest problem for most people is typically where you can get the best price for your projects is sometimes an undesirable part of town, right? Maybe there's not a whole lot of other projects going on. Maybe you've got higher crime, whatever that may be as to why that side of town isn't really thriving yet. This strategy will actually help you combat that. So it's what I call critical mass or building your own critical mass. And I'm going to show you how we've done it in East Nashville. All right, so Dickerson Pike is where the majority of our projects are right now. That is a specific corridor within East Nashville. And this corridor has not really been doing well for probably 40 or 50 years, really ever since the interstate was built. Because Dickerson Pike, if you saw the last video, was the major thoroughfare going north and south out of Nashville. Right, so there were a bunch of thriving businesses. Of course, we all know how interstates essentially killed parts of towns. Now, we started investing on Dickerson Pike about three years ago before this massive upswing that it's experiencing now for multiple reasons. And I won't dive too far into that because, again, we've already covered it. Today, I'm going to talk about the projects that we have going on in this corridor and why they are all beneficial to each other. And again, it's a strategy that you can use if you're investing in an area that doesn't have a whole lot going on because that may make your investors nervous, right? Maybe they keep looking at it and going, hey, there's a reason there's things not happening over here, or maybe it makes banks nervous. And if you start buying multiple properties in one area, they actually start to have an effect on each other. So let's talk about US 41. That's a project that we're doing actually right down the street from my office. We always film these actually at my office, uh, but that's going on right down the street from my office. And it is a 2.3 acre food court, basically, that's built around a community park. So we've got a fenced-in dog park, a fenced-in playground, and an event lawn where you know we can host farmer's markets and things of that nature. If you look immediately around it, there's not a whole lot going on in terms of the commercial development. But here is a big thing for you as a commercial real estate developer to take note of. Look in the neighborhoods where residential development is happening a lot, but there's no commercial space that's being built yet to serve that. There is a ton of residential development going on in this area, and there's no businesses that are being built yet to serve those residents, right? They need grocery, they need food, beverage, bars, uh, retail, office space, places to hang out just as much as anybody else in any other neighborhood does. But commercial real estate always tends to lag behind residential. So that's actually an opportunity for you if you're willing to get into a market early enough and kind of take the chance and grow with the market to buy commercial space that's 
cheaper than it will be once everything else gets built up and for you to actually be a part of the renovation or redevelopment of that corridor. As you may know, if you've been following the channel for a little bit, we are a very vertically integrated commercial real estate firm. I've got the Cobble Group, which is a commercial real estate brokerage. I've got Parasol, which is a commercial property management company, and Hamilton, which is our investment and development company. Well, because we have so much going on in the brokerage arena, we know everything that's going on in this corridor. So immediately across the street from US 41, we actually had a 13 acre listing. It was a for sale development that we ended up selling to a multifamily developer from out of state that's planning to do about 300 units. Well, I knew that somebody was gonna buy that land. So of course I started looking immediately around it to figure out what else I could buy that even if we never do anything with the property, will likely become more valuable based on the other development happening in the area. And that's how we ended up finding US 41. So even if we never do anything with the site, once that 300 units gets built, it will be inherently more valuable to the next guy because now they've got 300 residents literally across the street or more than 300 residents really if you start taking into account how many people move into one apartment that they can sell to, serve. However, you know, whatever commercial businesses need to do for those residents, that can happen right there. So that will actually benefit us, right? But I took it a step further. We actually acquired another site that's almost immediately next door to that apartment complex or to be built apartment complex that is a 50 unit roadside motel. I mean, it was not in good shape. It was actually pretty rough but it was two and a half acres at a widened intersection, zoned commercial. And since we know the corridor so well, we know the neighborhood so well, we knew that there would be room to develop a boutique hotel, make it a little bit higher end. So we bought that and we're currently going under renovations for it. It's called Salt Ranch. And we're gonna bring that back as a 52 room. We're actually building out a couple more rooms on it for 53 room hotel with this like nice campus. As far as I can tell, there aren't any other boutique hotels in Nashville that actually have that much land space. Most of the boutique hotels are close to downtown like we are, but they actually go vertical. This one is almost all ground floor entry, except for two rooms that we're building out uh, above in the main building. And again, it kind of creates something unique. So now that we're taking that to market, we actually get to play off of the critical mass that we've helped create right around this intersection, right? So we've got 300 apartment units that are to be built. I've got a food and beverage campus across the street, and now we've got a boutique hotel. So when people are looking at coming into the area, now they've got things to do, right? They can stay at the hotel, they can go to the food and beverage campus, which again, I mean, the US 41 is gonna have like six or seven restaurants, a brewery, a bar. It's gonna be this really, really cool place that people are gonna want to go. And now we've got rooms to, to serve them. So on the US 41 front, we're kind of creating our own built-in clientele, right? People that will want to come to the campus. And from the Salt Ranch perspective, now we have other amenities for them to enjoy nearby if they don't necessarily want to just go downtown. So that is one of the most powerful things that you can actually do as a commercial real estate investor when you are using my neighborhood niche strategy. Right? You, you kind of create this critical mass that you won't get if you develop a property in Brentwood and then go do one in East Nashville and then do one in the nations. You don't get to benefit from the influx of other businesses that are really, and, and residents really, that are coming into the area to enjoy what you've created. 
And let's be honest, if you're gonna spend all the time and money to go through this massive renovation or, or new construction development, you might as well be the one that gets to benefit from increasing land values and increasing building values because you're doing all of the heavy lifting, right? So that's one of my strategies that I like to use whenever we're looking at properties is what else can I buy around it that will help positively impact each other and really create this synergy that you just don't get unless other people are buying in the area. And it helps because that's where the land is cheaper. Typically where people are not interested in going, land is cheaper right? And this gives you the opportunity to get into commercial real estate at a bit of a lower basis, create your own critical mass and do projects that continue to benefit you. Now, earlier I mentioned my office building here at the Elwood. It's a 28,000 square foot office building that we actually renovated and it was only 40% occupied. Again, it's right down the street. Now we're at well over 80%. We might actually be pushing 90% occupancy on this building now. And those are office tenants that are built in that will want to go eat at the food and beverage campus. And we have a bar and restaurant that's gonna be going in at Salt Ranch. So maybe they'll go spend some time there too. So we're creating this unique sister property environment that again, just benefits you, benefits your investors. So there you have it for a deeper dive into my neighborhood niche slash critical mass theory or strategy. Uh, that actually sounds very scientific and I am not that. Uh, but stay tuned. We'll keep more of these commercial real estate investing strategy vlogs coming at you. And let me know in the comments if there's any questions you specifically have about this or maybe even projects you're looking at. I'd be happy to help.